Good afternoon, Mountaineers. Beely here once again with Roundabout here on 3MDR. 97.1 FM. Happy NADOT week. I'm really excited because I'll be talking to the lovely uh, Daniela Rochford at six o'clock. She's an Aboriginal poetess. Poetess? <laughs> Poet. 3MDR. That was the wonderful Johnny Lang from 1997 album Lie To Me. A and Never Wins, which is, I reckon, something that uh, the lovely Daniela Rochwood, Rochford uh, Jibbergee would say. What do you reckon, Daniela? <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, definitely not a quitter, that's for sure. Yes, you've, I've been going, as I said, I've been uh, doing a bit of research on your young lady today, so watch out. You know, so watch out. <laughs> um, happy NADOP week. Um, Daniela or Jibaji and uh, thank you Daniela Thanks. Albert I'm going to do, do wait, I'm going to do a fantastic uh, introduction for you actually NADOT week is an Australian observance lasting from the first Sunday in July until the following Sunday but they've changed it this year the November dates followed the decision by the National NADOT committee to postpone NADOT week from the original July dates due to the impacts and uncertainty of the escalating coronavirus Yes, it's been hard, isn't it, Daniela? And uh, we're sort of getting back to normal here in Victoria. But over in Western Australia, there you've um, yeah you've uh, living a sort of semi-normal life, haven't you, Daniela? Oh yeah, definitely. I think our uh, most of our restrictions have been lifted, so uh, things are back to normal. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. Daniela, you're the same middle name as me, Albert. Uh, Al- yeah, Albert is uh, is my mother's name my grandfather's uh, surname all so. oh, right same as mine we're, we're twins oh <laughs> uh, yeah maybe no, maybe down is. the line somewhere <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> anyway daniela albert rochford jibbergee aboriginal poetess i love that word xjw it took me a while to work out what that meant but we'll talk about that shortly world-renowned australian poet country gal rodeo rodeo lover humanitarian <laughs> clan mcbaird Poetess uh, at work and works at singer and lyricist. Can you explain that to us, Daniela? Um, well, I am a, a wordsmith and, and uh, a poetess, obviously, a lyricist. Um, I do sing, but I haven't got the uh, stomach to actually go on stage. So you're a good singer, um, singer in the shower. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, in the kitchen, like us all, everywhere. Yeah. 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 And your poem writer at Wordsmith. What's Wordsmith? That's an organisation, is it? A Wordsmith is a someone that um, works well with words and um, you know good at um, writing poetry and describing things. And yeah, that's what a Wordsmith is. So I've been marked a Wordsmith. Um, so I think that's a pretty nice label coming from you know other people. So. Oh wow, well, yeah. Mm. And you're also known. On Twitter as Exotic Poet 42. The reason why I put exotic is because of my background, you know, coming from a mixed background of Filipino, Aboriginal, Sri Lankan, uh, English, and Scottish, you know, so, you know, where the exoticism has come from when it comes to the background. So there's that. The clan of beard must be uh, Scottish. It certainly is. I, I okay, do have do. Scottish heritage. Yeah. All oh, right. And uh, yeah, you just reminded me. Uh, my thoughts, thoughts go out to my friends in Luzon, in the Philippines. They're suffering the, going through a bad typhoon at the moment. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, my great-grandfather, he was from Manila. He, oh, yeah, I've been there. Um, yeah, he came over to Broome to work in the pearling industry, you know, back in the old days, and um, met my great-grandmother and got married, had 12, 14 children, I think, yeah. something like that. So I come from a very big family, yeah. You so, certainly are exotic and interesting, aren't you, young lady? My goodness. Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> um, I used to study performing arts, dancing, singing, acting at the Edith Cowan University in Perth. Yes. Yeah. It certainly did, yep. Okay. Oh, my goodness, I'm worn out already talking to you. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, come on, it's not that bad. Come <laughs> no, on. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just checking. You just sent me a message, didn't you, I think, yeah, about um, you're going to recite some poetry for us for NADOT Week. But first of all, um, um, I have go I have two poems. I just wrote one real quickly yeah. about the dream time. It's just a small sonnet. It's nothing big. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my second poem speaks about me being an unbroken survivor um, when it comes to child abuse, yeah. and and about my um, being a child rape victim. So um, to me, that just shows my resilience and you know uh, my strength to continue to survive. So it's. Yeah, it's a pretty powerful one. Yeah, do you want to talk about, first of all, the XJW? Yeah, sure. Um, three, Almost three years ago, I left the Jehovah's Witness organisation um, due to the um, sex abuse cover-ups and, uh, you know, failing to report. Uh, to me, pedophilia is something that I'm 100% against because of what has happened to me. Um, so once I learnt of these, um, you know, these things that was happening within the organisation, I basically left instantaneously and uh, never looked back. Unfortunately, freedom comes at a price. So um, once you leave the organisation, you become shunned uh, by all the Jehovah's Witnesses that were uh, that are still in it. And uh, that also can include your family. If they're pretty strongly indoctrinated, they will just shut off all communication, which has happened to me. So um, that's, yeah, that, uh, like I said, freedom does come at a price. I think that it's, um, it, uh, I, I think that it, sh it goes against humanity to me because, uh, you know, you're supposed to be just, you love, you know, humans and fellow human beings. And uh, I think everybody should have a choice and uh, what they believe in. And, you know, um, people shouldn't be hated for that. So there's that. Uh, I'm going to include a few quotes from you. Uh, Danielle Rochford on identity. Let your own identity mould you and you, and uh, always be true to yourself, your country and your people. Never allow yourself to be duplicate of the others for the sake of their happiness because you are original. That's from Mujum, oh, yeah, definitely. Mujumundi um, Creations that was taken from. Yeah, uh, that's definitely one of my quote, uh, quotes. I remember that. Um, I seem to think that you know, we're born with our own originality. Um, yeah, sure, you can mimic others if, if it's good, if it's healthy, if it's mentally healthy for you. I think, yeah, you know, do positive things in your life that you can uh, take 
with you and pay it forward, so to speak, you know, when it, when it comes to helping others. Um, but always be yourself and, and never change for anybody because it, I find that if you're going to change for someone just to suit their needs, then you're not going to be entirely happy, are you? you know? No, so. self-satisfaction. And you wrote a poem... Oh, 2014, or no, actually, I think it was 2014, called Aboriginal. This is based on the reading of Indigenous history, and uh, you read about the hatred and hostility we had to put up with, as well as the persecution. It motivated my heart to put that into poetry. Um, that poem, that was my first poem, and that is the uh, yeah the poem that got me um, out there in the world. Um, I remember I rang the uh, in, uh, National Indigenous Radio Station in Melbourne and I asked them, um, well, uh, asked them to help me to get my poetry out there for people to read. And um, the young lady that answered the phone, she said, um, just send it to us and if we like it, we'll we'll ring you back and if we don't we won't you know kind of thing and um as soon as i sent that poem within five minutes they called me back so i was pretty yeah pretty stoked about it and that was circulated within the indigenous community and then i went on abc and uh then i went on new york city you know um the native american radio station and then canada and so you know my name was just got just right out there and I just thought wow you know like I was blown away oh. um, I'm just a small town country girl and then all of a sudden it's just, it was quite um, overwhelming you know in a good way but uh, oh, definitely overwhelming yeah so that was a 3CR in Melbourne, an AM station, and you were on the native, I was going to ask you about this, the Native Trailblazers radio show from uh, uh, award-winning online Native American themed program, radio program. So they picked it up on you, did they, there? Yeah, they sure did. Yeah, that's the one in uh, New York City. Yes. And um, they even gave me an award for the best, um, um, what do you call it? Original poem. Best. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's a spoken word. Yes. The best spoken word award uh, for native, uh, for the native people. So um, that was a really big deal for me. Um, that w- uh, that's for an American, you know, radio station to to recognise me as a as an indigenous um, spoken word. Um, you know, lady, especially from Australia, that was a really big deal for me. I was quite stoked. Yeah, I was very excited. Oh, fantastic. And it's basically about um, racism, isn't it? The uh, Your poem, Aboriginal, which you recited March the 14th, 2014, on ABC Southwest Mornings program. It, it, it speaks about racism. It also speaks about acknowledging what happened... It, you know, in our country, it just speaks about the genocidal, you know, you know, nonsense that happened back then. And it's just um, the amount of ferocity against the Aboriginal people, it, it was, yeah, it was just atrocious back then. It was just, it's something that I don't think any human should go through, not just the Aboriginal people, but just everyone you know i mean the the world you know yes. like scotland i think every country was invaded um but it's it's helping 
our country, you know, to to acknowledge, you know, the, the crimes against humanity back then as well, you know, not just now, but back then as well. So, and I think it's important to to teach Aboriginal history in the schools because, I mean, it it, it also helps you to get, you know, um, the right education on, on the Aboriginal people. So. Yeah, there's a lady on ABC um, yesterday saying how well middle-aged lady said they weren't taught uh, taught uh, Aboriginal or Australian history in the in the in their school when she was there. It's all um, Captain Cook, etc. Which uh... yeah, which I think is quite sad because um, it's like you're um, segregating you know facts. You know when it comes to like the whole segregation thing, um, I think it's sad because it's not just about the one people. You know, it's not just about Captain Cook. It's about you know the Aboriginal people and um, the natives of this country, which is you know my people. I mean, even though I come from the Kimberleys, mm. um, it, it, the uh, Australian, you know, the Aboriginal people as a nation went through, like I said, horrendous you know atrocities back then. Yeah, um, I was just thinking on the way here on the, in the car. Um I've been here in 37 years in Australia and I've witnessed, or I've been the subject of, um, well, I suppose it was racism, you know, as soon as I opened my gob and uh, they heard my pommy accent, and I'm just a boring old white pommy bastard, you know, like they sort of, <laughs> usually these, yeah, they're both drunken Australian idiots and they just sort of turned on me and got rather abusive, etc. And I thought, yeah, racism happens to everybody, doesn't it, really? Yeah. It sure does, it does. And I think it's very uncalled for. Um, yes. There's a lot of people that I know um, who have been racist towards a lot of people that could be white, blacks, you know, just against everybody. And I think it's really horrible to have that kind of attitude where you have to hate someone for the color of their skin or yes. from where they come from and you know instead of just loving and accepting the person inside you know that's where the true qualities yeah. um, are in a person I find yes I, I used to go swimming in the, the pool where I went to after work uh, city of Casey a very multi multicultural and um, yeah I just loved it there you'd be sitting in the sauna or the steam room after a swim and there'll be eight different people there with eight different nationalities and just after a while you just just uh, realise they're just uh, ordinary family loving people really you know and uh, just you know and, and uh, like being uh, without any clothes on etc you don't know whether they're Muslim or whatever and uh, yeah just basically we're all the same underneath aren't we uh, Daniela we certainly are. We still we all bleed red at the end That's of the right. day, don't we? Yeah. You know. Uh, you had a bit of an unfortunate incident last day at uh, school. Um, you were dismissed early in Perth, and the next day uh, the lecturer remarked that, for all he knew, students could have been out on the streets bashing people or committing robbery. Robberies. That's that's terrible. Oh, yes. He was uh, my lecturer at Marmurich, which is an Aboriginal medical um, um, college where I, I went to um, study uh, primary health. And um, the two young ladies that um, were in the classroom, because I was one of the last to leave the day before, the two young ladies that were um, in the classroom they had to go and pick their children up from from school 
And we finished at 3.30, but they wanted to, to be there early. And I said, well, you know what, if he comes back before I leave, I'll just let him know that you guys had to um, go home early so that you can pick the kids up. And being a parent, I know, um, you know how daunting it can be not being there for yes, your kids yes. when, when they finish school. So... Then, um, he didn't end up coming back to the classroom that afternoon and so the next day we were all sitting in class and um, when he when he made that remark he was his voice was quite loud and I thought that was unnecessary because we were all you know sitting you know in quite um, close proximity obviously when you're in a classroom you know um, you can hear what the lecturer is saying um, and everybody just kind of looked at me because um, I, I'm a very outspoken person. So when they looked at me, I thought, well, that's a bit, uh, that, that, that comes across as a very um, stereotypical thing, you know. And I, I basically put him in his place and said, well, you can't talk to us like that, you know. Um, we are all individually different we're not like uh, some people who chose to live that kind of life you know and um he wasn't very happy that someone confronted him about his behavior so he threw the pen in the air and he walked out the door and i just looked at everybody and i just said this kind of behavior is um is something that we do not have to tolerate you know as a race and I don't think anybody has to tolerate being stereotyped like that. It doesn't matter what culture, you know, or background you come from. I don't think anybody needs to to tolerate that kind of behaviour from anyone. No, certainly not. You've had a few uh, poems. Excuse me, sir, I'd like to have a word. <laughs> I'm thinking the mouth over. <laughs> Aboriginal and a strong and meaningful word. These are from 2014, Daniela. Tom. From their parents without permission. From that moment I was born, 2015, and um, yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) That poem, I went on air with ABC Southwest, I believe, and um, uh, it was also published in a few newspapers, and it was directed uh, to Tony Abbott when he was serving as Prime Minister at the time. It was to help him... It was uh, asking him questions about does he really care about us as as his people, um, as his countrymen, and not just Aboriginal people, but every the whole Australian um, country, you know. And um, there are homeless people, you know, who are still on the street. There are even elderly people that are being um, treated unjustly. And then we have, you know, um, people who are suffering with cancer, and. Um, you know, does he really care about them? You know, where where are the you know the aid you know aids to help them? And um, it was just him kind of uh, me addressing um, other problems as well that he needs to look into when it comes to Australia and um, how we should be um, more concerned about those who who are really suffering. You know, instead of um, focusing on. You know, lighter matters. Uh, I, I think, yeah. <laughs> you really have been doing your homework have, on I've me, been, haven't you? Yeah, I've been <laughs> digging up dirt on you. Um, one of my questions. <laughs> not really. Jibaji. 
This is 3MDR 97.1 FM. I'm talking to the lovely Daniela Rochford, also known as Jibaji. Is that your clan name? Your, uh, more no, that's actually my um, Aboriginal name yeah. from my mother. Um, my, it's really funny because um, my, my first Aboriginal name that they gave me was Plum. And it's really funny. I said to my mum, why couldn't you give me something more authentic? You know, like, why do I have to, you know, why do you have to give me... Um, the the name Plum, which is black and fat. Like, oh, seriously, <laughs> Mum, give me something oh, different. <laughs> sweet, sweet inside. <laughs> yeah, and and um, so she said, well, I'll call you, you know, Jibaji after me, because that's her uh, bush name as well. That's her Aboriginal name as well. So yeah. I'm named after my mother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you you said you'd like to talk about um, being a rape survivor, just touch on that a bit. Uh, yeah, Jibiji, um, if you'd want to. So when I was eight, um, from the ages of eight to 16, I was sexually abused by my great uncle. And um, I think from the age of eight onwards, I've had to learn and and basically put my mind into survival mode. And um, it's it's something that I'm proud of, you know, um, as a survivor that um, I have come this far and obviously going to keep going. But um, my poem, it, it, Unbroken Survivor, it, um, it, it gives a, a, um, a clear description of my, my spirit, you know, my strength and um, um, my strength as a mother to, you know, continue to um, keep going and, and try and be happy and, you know, happy that I'm still alive and try not to look at negative, you know, um, aspect that could drag me down and uh, turn to uh, addictive vices that could basically kill me. And um, so I just, yeah, just continue to fight, basically fight for my life, you know, per se. And um, that's, I only wrote this I think it was like a couple of months ago but um, it just speaks volumes um. oh wonderful Daniela very therapeutic for you I should imagine to get it out all on, on paper I think um, I, I chose poetry because I've always loved poetry ever since I was a child um, I just never thought that I'd become a poet until I wrote Aboriginal mm. and from then it was just it, I just kept, uh, you know, kept writing and continued writing poetry. Um, but um, it's very therapeutic. I seem to think that once you can get your feelings out, whether they be on paper or vocally, I think it's very therapeutic um, for the soul. You know, it's it's really good soul food. And um, talking about it, opening up, and uh, I understand that for a lot of um, survivors, it's very hard to open up it took me a long while to open up and um to talk about it you know openly and publicly with people and um but once i started i just never stopped i found strength in uh, in opening up about it and, and it was like a a release you know um from uh, holding it in for too long once you start to release it it's just it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling, for sure. Oh, fantastic. Um, NADOC stands for National Aboriginals and Islanders Day Observance. And um, Have you done anything for NADOC? Do you, do you recognise or observe NADOC? And uh, 
Yeah, uh, one thing I asked you about, or I did a bit of research about, was uh, Dreamtime poetry. And I see, um, you know, because you've got the Dreamtime stories handed down from generation to generation, and uh, you didn't know of any Dreamtime poets. But um, I, I did a bit of research, and I could see there's, um, there is some contemporary uh, Indigenous peoples writing poetry, isn't there? Oh, yeah, there's, there's a, a lot of um, uh, Aboriginal poets. There's a, a, a couple that I know, uh, Stephen Oliver. Um, mm-hmm. He's an amazing poet. He, I, I find his, his work is very raw and very truthful. And I just, um, I, I studied with him for a short time um, when I was in Perth. And um, he's he's an amazing human being, um, definitely very passionate and a very passionate Aboriginal man. Um, he is one of the actors in uh, ABC comedy, um, but when he does stand up, his uh, his uh, his voice is like a powerhouse when it comes to uh, poetry. Uh, definitely amazing poet um i i don't know much original poets apart from him yes um but i can definitely say if you ever come across his work he's amazing he's just yeah fantastic what's his name again stephen oliver stephen oliver i'll check it out yeah yeah i came across a few on the net last night uh when i was doing a bit of research after our long conversation <laughs> yeah. um yeah no, no, I, sorry go on carry on I, I did write just a small sonnet um, um, before I came on air. Yeah, okay. um, You know, uh, recognizing Aok Week, Dreamtime, you know, it's, it's important to my people. Um, and I'm not sure if, uh, I don't think you didn't, you know, I don't think I told you what tribes I did come from. Um, but I come from the Kimberleys, so, you know, oh, I, I was born and raised in Broome. Uh-huh. Um I come from the tribes Yaru, Bardi, Bunaba, and Jaru, and so you know they're very. Our people as a whole are very spiritual people, you know, um, where the dream time is is very valuable to us. But I will just recite this poem really yes, quickly please, before please we go do. on to the next subject. Yeah. Um, it's titled "Many Tribes, One Nation," and it goes. Um, it says, "In the dream time, the watering holes were untainted." The old people told stories of many warriors brave when our culture was unscathed from European ways. When my people were free to embrace their originalities, before genocidal slavery invaded our tongues, before the government took away our young. Back then when our tribes were many, but our nation was one. So it just speaks about even the strength of our people. You know, we were yeah. unt- we were um, untainted. We were united as a whole nation. I think it's uh, important that we continue to be to be that. You know, and to um, uh, also be like that and help to teach you know other people about our culture and and you know so that they can embrace it as well i, I think it's important yeah one of the oldest cultures in the world isn't it thousands and thousands of years for daniela my goodness yeah definitely one of the oldest cultures um yeah. definitely and and i just i mean i love every culture it doesn't matter yes. you know where you come from i love learning about every culture i love embracing everyone else's culture and just accepting them you know at the end of the day if you respect me of course i'm going to respect you and um it's it's amazing when you have that mindset um where you can accept someone you know for 
for their own originality. I, I think it's it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. And uh, the atrocities done to your people should be more recognised, I reckon. I, I think um, it, it does need to be recognised. I also think, uh, as a human being, um, we have to also recognise atrocities that have been you know, bestowed upon uh, other tribes as well, whether they're Scottish, English, whether they're, you know, you know, African, just accepting, you know, and acknowledging what they too have been through because we all have similar stories, you know, from way back and um, just accepting that is, it goes a long way. It earns respect and it um, also shows respect. So there's that. Yeah, you mentioned about being one one nation one person one um, race i should say another discussion that's been going on this week in nadot week is uh, changing the uh, the words to advanced australia fair the national anthem changing to uh, from young and free to one and free i think that's an amazing thing yes. yeah definitely at the end of the day we are one human race as well you know um i i think uh, that's definitely um, yeah, a very positive, uh, very positive thing. Yep. I'll just play a few uh, promos and we'll be right back after this. Thanks, Dania. You're doing very well. Thank you. Montvern Panel Masters are a family-run business who have been offering quality auto repairs for over 50 years. Montvern specialise in repairing all vehicles, are endorsed by all major insurers and offer a lifetime guarantee on all smash repairs. All vehicles are repaired to the manufacturer's specifications using up-to-date technology and they will even organise to pick up and deliver your vehicle if it needs major repairs. Contact Montvern Panel Masters on 9 or montvern.com.au Montvern Panels, proudly sponsoring 3MDR. Across Australia, we're all playing our part to stop the spread of coronavirus. I'm doing my part, and you can too. We can catch up online with friends and family and virtually grab that drink together. We can head back to the beach when it's safe to do so and meet at a friend's place another time. But for now, let's keep doing our bit and stay home. Together, we can help stop the spread and stay healthy. To find out more, visit australia.gov.au. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. It's like you're out in space or something. All this jazzy talk and jokes. It's all a game to you. That's right. And just when you get with it, baby, we change the rule. Join me, B, on Songs from Under the Floorboards every Thursday night from 7 to 9. And beyond, it's off the planet. MDR, yeah, up next at 7 o'clock is Songs from Under the Floorboards. But right now, I've got the lovely Daniela Rochford, GBG on the line, poetess. I didn't know there was even a word called poetess. <laughs> poetess is when it comes to a female poet. I know. So, yeah, what I hate is people don't say actress. <laughs> People don't say actress anymore because it defines whether you're a male and female, yes. So, so po- yeah. poetess is nice. Yeah, thank you very much. And, um, um, uh, Jibberjee, the Daniela Albert Rochford is a 
indigenous person from um, Western Australia, charming young lady, and um, very passionate about your your people, aren't you, Daniela? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm very passionate about my background. I, um, yeah, people ask me if I'm Aboriginal. Um, I always tell them that I am Aboriginal, but I do also have a mixed background. I don't just segregate myself from my you know, the rest of my uh, ancestry. I'm very proud of, of who I am and, and the woman I've become. Where did the beautiful eyes come from? Oh, uh, oh God! Sorry, uh, I I think um, you don't have to answer. <laughs> Sorry, you don't have to answer that. Sorry. Okay, I think um, I I think they you know they come from the Sri Lankan uh, yes, background. Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, definitely the Sri Lankan background. Um, there's um. They're quite bright, you know, yes. as you know, the Sri Lankan people, they have bright eyes and, um, yeah, uh, Aboriginal people as well have, you know, beautiful, you know, sting- distinguished features. Uh, there's a few photos where I I do look Filipino as well yeah. and um, some days I look, you know, you can see the mixture and I, I think... Uh, yeah, it's very distinguishing, for sure. Yeah, we have some wonderful uh, Sri Lankan people live nearby, Nari Warren, that area, etc. And we've got a wonderful award-winning Sri Lankan show on Sundays. Uh, tune into that sometime, but anyway. Um, you want to read another poet, uh, poem, I should say, uh, Jibaji? Yeah, sure. Um, this poem is titled Unbroken Survivor. I think it took me like 45 minutes to write this poem. And um, because once I start writing, I just, you know, the uh, the brain, it just, you know, the words flow, you know, so. Oh, but I will read it out. It's called Unbroken Survivor. Do you ever get writer's block at all? Oh, gosh. <laughs> all the time. All the time. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay. All right, here we go. Daniela, take it away, please. Jibaji. I used to think, what good am I broken? Only now I have spoken about tales of my rape. Only now I found my voice to escape. From scars hidden behind layers of scars. Scars from my past that I've kept in the dark. Of battering bruises and tight choking nooses. Only now I found courage to expose my abuser. But who can understand there are nights I can't sleep? Who can understand I fight daily with that creep? Who can understand I fight wars that don't cease? And who can understand my demons come in fleets? Over and over I battled with my head. There were days I felt worthless, even cried in my bed. Wow. Oops, sorry. Hang on, hang on a minute. Okay. Um, Even cried in my bed. I kept telling myself I am beautiful and my heart matters most. But my past kept on haunting me like an unwanted ghost. Every day I looked at my children and found strength to survive. I couldn't forgive myself if I took my own life. So in order to find happiness, I took control of my mind. I kept telling myself to keep moving forward and stop looking behind. Well, (laughs) well, I hope that gives support to some people. Daniela, certainly, uh, you seem like a very strong person. Jibba G, thank, thank you. you. Do you, do you ever, do, you ever um, do go go to poet poetry festivals at all at all? Uh, yeah, sometimes, sometimes I do. Um, some um, 
I went, it's really funny, I went to a poetry cafe, uh, the first time I went to a poetry cafe, and um, it was in Northbridge in Perth, and I thought, well, I'm going to give it a shot, so I went in, and um, it, it was so fun, like, there was this guy, and he was Scottish, and he had this broad um, Scottish accent, <laughs> but... When he got up there, he was uh, obviously very emotional. He he wrote a poem about his ex, and um, it started off really nice and and romantic. You know, you were the love of my life. You know, in in a Scottish accent, and then he was just like blasting, like putting her on blast. And I just uh, I, I was trying hard to to not crack up laughing but I couldn't hold it and I, I just lost it and I had to you know remove myself from my table and and go into the into the bathroom because I just I just, to me I just found it so funny you know and um but afterwards I just you know went up to him and I said are you okay mm. <laughs> you know oh, um but I've I've never actually been um on stage I do get stage fright. Um, no. I, I can be quite shy in, in public. Uh, people, they don't believe me when I say that, but I, I do can get, I, I, yeah, I can get quite shy. Right. So. Talk about uh, marriage. Uh, you was married to a white guy for 19 years and even he would make racist remarks that I couldn't tolerate anymore. The message says, you said, is uh, needs to be as clear as day. Your advice is simple. Find your inner voices. Write what you feel and not what others, uh, what others tell you to feel. Daniela? Um, yeah, it was quite... Um, his remarks were quite subtle. And um, once you, you know, when, when someone continues to belittle you in front of others and, you know, can make subtle racist remarks, you do get tired of it. And yes, in the end, you, you, you know, that it's, that's enough. Okay, that's enough. And when, when someone doesn't stop, then that's your, your um, basically get out of jail free card, you know? Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had enough, so I left. Yeah, yeah. Now, we we uh, separated on um, for many reasons, and um, life has been great since I, I uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, since I left. So everything's you know been uh, um, I've been happier. Yeah, so, you sound you know, like a very positive person, which is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, we'll have to do it again. Yeah, keep in touch, please, Daniela. We've uh, we're new new Facebook friends, sort of thing. And uh, yeah, ever since um, I've been chatting to you occasionally on Facebook or Messenger, we found out that we uh, love the same well diverse genres of music, don't we, Daniela? And I played a bit of Johnny, yeah. Johnny Lang, "A Quitter Never Wins," which is something I reckon you would say. I asked you why do you like Johnny Lang, and you said because he's nearly as handsome as you, Graham Beale. Is that what you said? No, that's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> don't put words into my mouth. <laughs> I, I just, um, I'm actually a blues singer. I love the blues, oh, and um, so when um, I first heard him. Um, Yes. He, he, his voice it just blew my mind. He's just so amazing. And um, I think one of my favorite songs is um, Bring Me Back Home. And um, when I learned 
the words and you know the falsetto for that song I just I, I kind of yeah hit the nail on the head but he's amazing he's he's just yeah just unreal yeah, what blues do you like what what's your favorite blues singers may I ask my favorite blues singers are um Danielle Nicole yep. she's American she's an American lady um I like uh, Mahalia Barnes. I yes. think she's she Jim, is Jimmy's fantastic. Daughter, yeah. yeah, Jimmy's daughter. I, I think she's you know amazing. Um, I think Blue Eyes Crying is, as well is an Australian blues know band. Them, yeah, know them well. Yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're amazing. Uh, like I said, Johnny Lang is definitely on my top five. I think he's uh, to me as a. Um, Yes, yeah, thing. I think he's an amazing. He's an amazing artist. Um, I've just started listening to the Teskey Brothers. Yes, seen them a couple of times. And yep. Yeah, they 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 are just so amazing. They're brilliant. Yes. I, I just love them to death. You know. Yeah, um, saw them and uh, that actually Greg Webb organises the Red to Blue sessions in the local Emerald RSL. They played there. Then they became huge. And actually, before they came really big, we saw them in the. A little record shop uh, had a gig, local gig, and they played for free in the record shop in this Saturday afternoon. But yeah, I went up to the uh, the singer, I forget his name. And I said, "Your voice is amazing. You just sound like Otis Redding." Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. I, I just love um, his. Uh, he has a raspy, yes. you know, um, that raspiness in his voice, and it's just so raw. I just. I love you know people with that raw talent. I, I think yeah. uh, the, the Teskey Brothers are amazing. Yeah. And we both love Prince, don't we? An ex uh, Jehovah Witness, Jehovah's Witness, ex Seven Day Adventist, and Jehovah's Witness. I love Prince. Prince yeah. is, is uh, an amazing. Yeah, he's very. He's an amazing songer. You know, singer songwriter. Um, yeah. And I've even discovered things. You know, songs that. Um, I've never heard before from yeah. him, and I'm thinking, wow, you know, I'm absolutely blown away with his work. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to play Nanin Simone, uh, and she does a version of his The Sign of the Times. Fantastic. I might play that later if I've got time or next week. Yeah. And also, you love country, and you chose Old Dominion, favourite band from America. <laughs> yeah, I, I did choose Old Dominion because um, they are definitely my favourite country band. Um, and the song that I chose is uh, definitely uh, uh, a repeat on my playlist that I uh, I absolutely love. Yeah. Okay. But Danielle, it's been wonderful to talk to you. Please stay in touch, and uh, maybe we can do it again sometime. Thank you, Graham. It's You're been welcome. really nice. Thank yep. you very much. And the track you chose is "Midnight Mess Around," you naughty girl. No, I just like, come on, I just like the song. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, as I said, it's been wonderful to talk to you and uh, all the best to you and all power to you. And, uh, yeah, stay in touch. And, all right, thanks, Graham. Thanks okay, for having me. All the best. Uh, what's for dinner tonight? Not chicken and chips again? Uh, no, 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 probably nothing. I don't feel hungry. <laughs> okay, love, thank you. All the best. Stay in touch. Thanks. Bye. Bye.